0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast, a weekly show where we talk about video games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. I'm one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan. How's it going? If this is your first time listening, thanks for joining us. You can subscribe to the show across podcast services such as iTunes or SoundCloud, as well as our YouTube channel, where you can watch the video version of each episode. But if you have any thoughts, questions, or suggestions, email us at teamchatpodcast at gmail.com or find us online on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Finally, we are a completely listener-supported show, so if you are enjoying and really loving what we're creating, please check out our Patreon page where you can support the show. And in return, we'll give you cool perks like getting the episode early before their general Tuesday release and access to our private Team Chat Podcast Discord server. If not, that's totally fine. We'll keep making the show week after week and bringing you great gaming content. Find out more at patreon.com slash teamchatpodcast and a special thank you to all our current patrons who help make Team Chat possible podcast possible. (laughs) You almost had it. And one more thing that people can do to support the show, you know, if you're not able to,
1: if you're not able to become a patron, if you can't, you know, be one of those recurring donors, something else that really genuinely helps us is ratings and reviews on iTunes
0: or Facebook too. Those were turned off originally and I didn't even realize that that was a setting that could be turned off or on, but I turned them on now. So yeah, reviews there too. I mean,
1: just dropping a little review on iTunes, for example, that bumps your podcast up, you know, in iTunes's algorithms and that can really help us with our visibility, being seen, and of course gaining new listeners, which is good for everybody. More listeners means better content. So slap that
0: subscribe button!
1: Hit that like and subscribe button, and more importantly,
0: (laughs) reviews. Yes, (laughs) yes, ratings and reviews, those are all very important.
1: And that brings us to today's topic. Yes. Which is something that Jared and I just kind of thought of on our own. As we were no, just. technically, you thought of it on your own. Uh, I suppose I take it. Take credit
0: where credit's due. But
1: we've talked about this subject quite a bit in the past, mostly in passing and just sort of in like a joking or for yeah. funsies way, because the topic of today uh, is more or less educational
0: games. Which something I haven't touched since I was a wee lad,
1: and you know it's something that we've actually never really talked about. No, on the show episode, we've never just sat down. We, we may have. have mentioned them in passing, and you know everybody jokes about the Oregon Trail right. um, all the time. Which I know we've talked about. Before. I mean, how many people have you know that died of dysentery? Am I right? Uh, several. So many. Yeah, it's a problem. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm glad they fixed it.
1: Glad they fixed it. Back in the old Oregon Trail days, they didn't have newfangled medicines that could no, fix they just dysentery. Had
0: to let them die. <laughs>
1: to let them die <laughs> let the caravan move on without them.
0: <laughs> yep but so so yeah so we just wanted to talk about for this episode we wanted to go back and kind of reminisce a bit uh not necessarily have a list or anything like that just more of just these these games and like how because honestly like so, several like i said i haven't touched many of these games in upwards of 15 years. Yeah, like, literally. You know, so it's, so as far, and then most of the descriptions for these, like I was going back and looking at some of them on Wikipedia and different things like that. There's not a whole lot, just like other than basic story plots and premises, uh, if they even had. Plots and premises are not just like a collection of random activities you could do. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. So what what was one of these ones that struck a, struck a chord for you? Well,
1: first, before we kind of get into the ones that we all know and love or that hopefully everybody knows and loves, I do have a quick, like, brief annotated history of the educational gaming subset. So obviously educational games are really something that is, it's, it's its own unique corner of the industry. Yeah. Uh, education games are primarily targeted towards either educators, so teachers, for use with their classrooms, or of course parents. So the primary target of these audiences would really ultimately not be the end user, which is the child. It's more geared towards who actually has the purchasing power to make that actual sale, which is the educators and parents. So the very first game that we could now know as an educational game came out in 1970, and it was a computer program called Logo. Logo blended mathematics and programming in order to teach players the basics of coding by directing a turtle-shaped cursor to draw lines. That's literally all you did. You had your turtle and you basically had to like input code by learning through the program to be able to draw lines. Followed very shortly after that came the most well-known educational game probably of all time, The Oregon Trail. Right. So, developed by MEC, that's M E C C, this was released in 1971. Ooh. So, literally just a Ooh. year after Logo would have been released. However, Oregon Trail was not available for home purchasers until the first mass produced personal computers became available. Back in the in the eighties, I believe mm-hmm. it was. So initially, the Oregon Trail could only be found uh, at uh, schools because only teachers had the ability to actually purchase the software needed to be able to install it on their computers. So pretty much during the entire seventies, you just didn't have the ability to play the Oregon Trail unless you were literally in school. Uh, so of course, the aim of the game is to teach American geography and history by having to guide your family along the way during the eighteen hundreds from the east. Uh, no, not oh, usually the East Coast. The Midwest, I feel like it, it right? normally kicks
0: off in... in uh, oh, crap.
1: Really? Missouri. Oh, oh, Missouri. Okay.
0: Independence, Missouri. I want to say that's one of the starting places. You, you started like, like a
1: trading post, well,
0: right? Okay, wait. My The one that I played the most at the Oregon Trail was Oregon Trail 2. And this one, I believe, it, you you uh, let you start in... I think you had three starting locations.
1: That were kind of like your difficulty settings?
0: Not necessarily. I think, it, well, maybe, because some of them maybe have like a longer trail. Now I got to look this up. Yeah. But I want to say one of them was Independence, Missouri. Um,. I feel like they were all in like Missouri, Arkansas. I don't think there was one in Oklahoma.
1: Well, you look that up. We'll just sort of breeze
0: through this. Keep going.
1: And then pretty much after the Oregon Trail became a big thing, the market for educational gaming stayed really small at first. Again, because during the 70s and the early 80s, people just didn't have the ability to buy these games for themselves. However, the release of the Apple II personal home computer in 1977, followed by the Commodore 64 in 1982, brought personal computers into many Americans' homes, and the business changed drastically, and has now morphed into educational gaming as we know and love it. So one of the uh, peak titles that would have come out during the initial start of mass market for educational gaming would have been everybody's favorite. Where in the world is Carmen Diego? Did
0: play some of we, that game.
1: Originally released in 1985, the game had players chasing art thieves all over the globe and quizzing them with randomly generated geography questions. Uh, this was largely considered to be one of the first fun educational games. I gather a lot of people didn't really like the Oregon Trail, but Gar- Gar- <laughs> Carmen Sandiego I love is it. a Oregon icon, so it has spawned numerous sequels and its own television show. Yep. There's no Oregon Trail show; no. everybody would die.
0: Uh, you, you can't show too many. Also, kids who show be wants
1: like, to animate dysentery? Nobody. Ser- Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> right, gross. <laughs> and the under. And, and so all of this kind of eventually leads into what really now is modern educational gaming. That is not so much hardcore, these games are for educators and parents. There definitely is that market, especially for really young kids, you know, ages three to six and that kind. Uh, But really, one of the modern-day Goliaths of educational gaming now is Minecraft. Yeah. I mean, when you really think about it, you can make anything in Minecraft, and you can, by extension, teach anything in Minecraft in Minecraft. So a lot of teachers are finding that if they make their lesson plans in Minecraft and release that to their students, they get really good results. And of course the uprise of the iPad, which is a much more affordable and less destructible version of an iPhone-slash-laptop that people can easily give to their children. They've got thousands of apps available now that would be considered educational games. That has really made educational video gaming a really mainstream and super accessible part of the market. I don't, unfortunately, have many figures on how much money is actually generated by the educational gaming industry, but I would bet it's in the gazillions. Well, I mean...
0: And it's pretty much like right, you know, it's been throughout the, throughout the time, it's always been like two or three coming, like MECC, uh, Broderbund for a little bit. They made, they started making the Carmen San Diego games. And then eventually when Broderbund was bought by the learning company, the learning company is the juggernaut
1: of educational gaming. They They make everything. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And so it's probably pretty much them. Okay. So I had to figure it out. I don't know why. Oh, no. Yeah. Independence, Missouri. Yes.
1: (laughs) <laughs> yes, memory. I learned something. <laughs> uh,
0: and then you could either start so in either Independence, Missouri, Saint Joseph, Joseph, Missouri, Canesville slash Council Bluffs, Iowa, and Nauvoo, Illinois. Let me Those see that one. Nauvoo, N A U V O O. You're probably right. I hope so. I have no idea how to. I do not mean <laughs> to offend the citizens of Nauvoo. <laughs> Illinois. It's probably if like it's that's probably even nouveau. still a thing. Yeah,
1: right. That town might might not even be there anymore. And
0: then you could <laughs> choose to go to end, different ending uh ending areas, Oregon City, Sacramento, Jacksonville, Oregon, or Salt Lake City.
1: Really? That's fascinating because when I was in Oregon Trail too. I oh okay, an Oregon Trail too. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, I, truthfully, I don't know which version or versions I played. I do remember that when I was first exposed to the Oregon Trail, this would have been mid nineties. Would have been when I was in elementary school, and we really had our first class computer class. That was probably my first exposure to mainstream PC computers. We had those old super candy-colored Macs, i iMac, I right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, n- or Emac. I think it was iMac. Cool because they had both.
1: Was iMac the square one?
0: iMac no iMac well iMac was the ones that eventually looked like the first ones kind of started looking like a I think they did have the crap. I don't remember. We
1: them. had the ones we that had, had like I've seen the, um, both at one
0: point, and I always thought like E was like educational Mac, and that's why they oh, called it that, so it was the one more like geared for schools kind of maybe thing. Maybe
1: we did have those then. I All I know is that they had like kind of the clear see-through casing, and the backs would either be like bright pink or bright yeah, yeah, blue yeah. or bright like lime those. green. And like the, you know, they had the little rainbow Apple logo. Mm-hmm. It was very, like to a kid, I was like, this. are all. So, I want it them. Yeah, because if you make anything candy colored and shiny, well, and kids are going to be like, through. I want. And you could see through them. Yeah. Which, as they found with the uh, special edition crystal versions of the GameCube, not the GameCube, the Game Boy Advanced and yep. the Game Boy Color, I was like, I oh, want to see that? the gadgets inside. We have to see what's in it, which is really just another uh, plus for educational gaming. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you tell kids what's inside, they will want to know
0: more. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So another fun thing about the Oregon Trail, too. Oh, and where was that, uh, the, all that, like, that, that timeline from? So if it, people wanted to go back and like, kind of read through That's the whole thing. That's a great
1: thing. question. <laughs> you, you talk about something okay. else while I find Because so, I know I found it from somewhere. Okay, just so you
0: know. Wanna be, if people want to go look into it more, just so they know where to look. Uh, but yeah, Oregon Trail 2, I remember playing That one I probably played the, the most of. But we also did have not the original version of Oregon Trail, but we had like a, a remake or redone version of the Oregon Trail that was on floppy disk, actually. Okay.
1: I found this article from Immersed Gaming. Excuse me, Immersed Games. So it's called The History of Educational Video Games on immersedgames.com.
0: Boom, there you have it. You can go check it out there.
1: Yeah, the whole um, article was actually really interesting. Nice. I want to go re- give it a read. Yeah, I
0: want to go read through it. Uh but so I remembered playing a little bit of the original of the first organ trail on these floppy disks and, but then we've later got organ trail Two, And it was so much better because it was more interactive. It it used that, uh, full motion video. Do you remember that's full motion video? It's where they would basically film live actors and then like input it. So it's like, but it also, it looked like just really terrible green screen all the time.
1: Wait, so that they, would they put an overlay over it so that it looked like it was almost animated? Yeah. Rotoscoping. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, no, that's the yeah, but yeah, no, it's, is that it's, the same thing? It's similar. It's okay. a similar thing. I know what you're talking about. So, like, full motion video, um, full motion video. That yeah. sounds like fake news. <laughs> no, it's a good thing in like in, in cutscenes. Let me let me just f- find a video here. But I remember that being a fun thing because I remember it at the time being like, oh wow, that's cool. They're, it's like real people. It's like they're act. It's their wait actors. in the Oregon Trail. Yeah.
1: Oh my god, I think I forgot about that. Yeah. Wait, look it up in the Oregon Trail. I know that's what I'm Oh doing. my god, I want to see this. I like that's. A memory that I didn't realize I, I had. That's why we do not talk oh, about these older things every once in a this while. This is why I'm glad we're bringing it up. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. They had, like... They did. They had people yeah. that would talk to you about stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Perfectly normal educational stuff.
0: Uh, let's see. I don't know if any of these are going to do it. Or are going to have a... Uh...
1: Yeah, just pick, pick the second one there. Hello,
0: everyone. my co you- Oh, man. That music... <laughs> Yada yada yada. yada. Don't care. I want to find where somebody's going to talk to me. See, so it's like this guy when you would come and like talk to him. See, like he's frozen there, looking all creepy. Or like here.
1: (gasps) Yes. Oh my God. The shop clerks. You're right.
0: Like they're real people, but they'd be just frozen until they had to like say a line, and then they like come and like move. Oh
1: my God! I forgot about that.
0: Like all these people, you could click on them, and then like. Oh yeah, good old independence. But anyway, so that was a big thing that I remember like being a big part of these uh, Stop talking. There we go. of uh, being like part of these these earlier games like that and I remember loving that because it was they also did that in uh Rebel Assault 2, not an educational game, but no, it was. supposed to say,
1: I don't was that Oregon Trail? Rebel
0: Assault 2. <laughs> but uh but no, but I love the Oregon Trail and that's probably the one that I not Oregon Trail was probably the second most played educational game for me. The you number know, 1 f- for me. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no,
1: all I was going to say is seeing it, that probably is the version I
0: played. Yeah, it looks so like I Trail probably two.
1: grew up on Oregon Trail 2 Because it came
0: well. out, I believe, in 95 is what yeah, I
1: said. Yeah, that would make more sense for my timeline.
0: So the one, though, that I played the most because it hit all the buttons for me as, as being one that I had to learn, you know, I could, be, I could pass it off as I'm learning, but it also had more action, had a little bit more gameplay to it than just go to these areas and solve the puzzle kind of thing, was Operation Neptune.
1: I've never even heard of this. You
0: are missing out.
1: Oh, my. I probably am. Tell me about Operation Neptune, good so sir. Operation
0: Neptune was from 1991, actually. Oh, was
1: pretty early uh, on.
0: Yeah, so early on. Uh, and it was the Learning co- made by the Learning Company. Classic. And so what it is is apparently this space capsule fell from space into the ocean. Okay, and some radiation or whatever from it is starting to mutate and have an effect on the sea.
1: Oh my! And
0: so what you have to do then is go. You are in this submarine that goes through all these like underwater caverns and passageways. You know, typical two D platformer. Right. You know, you gotta. And everything, but you kind have of side scrolling, Yeah, side scrolling, gotcha. but you have to like go down into some areas, go across, go up, you know, go through, kind of navigate all this stuff. But there would be all these fish that'd be swimming around different kinds of fish. Like I remember barracudas being really bad puffer fish. You'd be going by them. They always sort of, would. you know, <laughs> and if they hit you, you would lose oxygen in your submarine. Oh, and eventually, you know, that's your life, your health bar, basically. Right. But you would go for specific amounts of time and then you would have to answer a question. All math-related, which was terrible for oh, me. Oh, it was all
1: math? Oh, math, never science mind. Related. I would hate hated it that game. And I, I mean, oh, my gosh. I, I
0: hate math. I'm terrible at math. Still don't really know math at all today, to this day.
1: So you didn't learn anything? No, because, <laughs>
0: you know, <laughs> you play the game enough, the questions start repeating themselves, and then you can just go on. Uh, but still, I was able to overlook that and just enjoy it, because you could also... Uh, to help along, you had ink pellets that you could shoot out of your submarine. If you hit a fish, it would cloud them, in, it would cover them in a cloud of ink and you could go by them and they would like... Oh, so they would leave you them. alone. So there was this like shooting aspect to it. <laughs> That's
1: was, the only reason you liked it. Uh, but
0: no, it was so fun because you could like go really fast and like have to dodge and you could like have to time your like your turns to the sub or like you could turn the sub in a completely in, like in all directions, obviously still in a 2D space, but you could turn it where it was facing you Going, you know, pointing to the left, pointing to the right, and you would could use those configurations to like skirt by, just like be going fast and just like skirt by, oh, like a, a okay a, a juke a fish. A, juke juke yeah, exactly. So it had so much fun and so much gameplay, and that one I legitimately played. I don't even know how many times I played through that game and beat because it was if I wasn't playing it, my brother was playing it, and I was watching him play. It. <laughs> and so you know, why
1: would you watch someone play a math game?
0: I mean, what is, what I mean is that's just that's proof bit, that it was a good game. It, it was a good game, and honestly, if Twitch had been around back then, I would be top dog streamer you of you Operation should, Neptune. You
1: have got to find Operation Neptune. Oh, there's probably Neptune no way to play that unless you it. have
0: the old computer. Come
1: on. Actually, so uh, for people that are wondering, you can still play the Oregon Trail on, I believe it's archives.org, oh, yeah? gamingarchives.org or something like that. I wonder if some of there's, these other ones are on there. I'll have to look There's definitely a free source out there where you can just freely play the Oregon Trail. But so if you were interested in that kind of game, that makes me think of Math Blaster, of course.
0: Oh, yeah. So I did you like Math Blaster? I liked Math Blaster. I did not have Math Blaster. Oh, because Math Blaster, so I believe, good. was only PC.
1: Oh. You know, now that I think about it, I'm not sure if we played it in school. I know we had it. I had, had a it, friend who had it. We had it on our family's first, like, real family computer. Yeah. You know, where you have it, like, up at a sacred place
0: in your house. Right. Where it's it's, like, like, the, it's yeah. like the room. I mean, for me, it was, you know, our school room. Because I was
1: no, because, like, uh, I he whispered it. Homeschool.
0: So 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 but so was my friend who, was who like, who had Math Blaster. They were, they were homeschooled, too. And so they had it in their, like, office, schoolroom, and all that stuff. But, yeah, I remember playing Math Blaster. I liked Math Blaster because it was normally, like, it was easy enough stuff that, you know, I mean, easy-ish enough stuff. I'm not going to give myself too much credit that I still could have fun playing that game for what it was and what it was supposed to be.
1: Have you seen the new, like, edgy versions of Math Blaster? No. Dude, look at this Edge Lord. <laughs> oh, my God. He looks like Goku and Sonic smashed oh together God. to be a super cool dude. Space cadet Math Blaster. That's ridiculous. No, the Math Blaster that I think probably both you and me had looked more like... um. Maybe like a Looney Tunes character. Like he was just a little green dude and he had on like a green space helmet, little green suit, like little yellow antenna coming out. Didn't he have like a little blue buddy? He did. Yeah, he had like a little blue friend that was like just some sort of random. You know, he kind of looked like a Pikmin. Yeah. He kind of looked like a space Pikmin. And I don't remember anything about Math Blaster other than... This one specific level that was like, it was of course a 2D game, Mm -hmm. and you would have to jump around and like hit certain numbers to make your equations work out. And I think that there were like gems or something that you could also collect for bonuses. Yeah. I don't remember. Ever. That kind of sounds familiar. I don't remember ever getting a question right. I don't know what happened if you did get one right. Uh, I was terrible at math as well. Maybe that's just something that a lot of video game people <laughs> wind up with. I was equally as bad at math, period, no matter what I tried. Even in every other educational yeah. game that I played, the math levels were my oh, bane of my existence. Uh, they were terrible.
0: That's why I loved Oregon Trail and other tra- Did you play any of the other trail games? Uh, no. Did you not know that they had No, other ones? the what now? Yeah, so apparently they made other trail games later. I've only played two of the other ones, but um but yeah, they did. Let's see. I was looking at this earlier. Dude, they should make a modern version that is like hiking the Pacific Crest
1: Trail. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but, but like the Oregon Trail. That stuff would be fun, you would, know? And like it's all the hippie, hipster backpackers. That would be so funny.
0: Let me see. Where's my list? So-and-so's REI, REI co-op learning.
1: tent has suddenly sprung a leak. <laughs> what can you do to fix it?
0: <laughs> uh, I should pitch that to REI. No, Seriously. They should team they up should with get the learning on, they, company. Should get <laughs> they should get on that. They uh, should get on that. Let's see. who. What were all the trail games? Through hiking the Appalachian. It's <laughs> so Oregon Trail, Amazon Trail, Yukon Trail, oh,
1: the Amazon Trail, Africa Trail,
0: and Maya Quest.
1: Wow. Okay. The only one I think I may have known was Amazon Trail. Amazon that one Trail? I played a
0: lot of that one too. That one was fun, but it was also so much harder. Amazon trail. Was it really? It was so much harder because, well, because it's different. You would start off in the, in, you know, at the head of the Amazon river. You had to choose your guide. What, you know, one of them would have more like food. The other I one would have like a tent. That you got
1: to choose a guide. Yeah.
0: And then you would totally like have to set off on your own, but you had to paddle up the river. You had to avoid obstacles in the river. But then also, you know, you had to, you had to hunt uh, or not hunt, but fish. Uh, which you know could be difficult, and you, you know you had to. Th- I remember you had to throw like harpoons and spears and stuff out, oh. and you like the longer you held down the the click button, the left click would how long you would charge it, so you could throw it deeper and oh, hit deeper, harder fish okay. and bigger fish. Um, and so there was all that stuff like that. But then the big thing, which I totally forgot until I remembered, until I was reading up on this one a little earlier today, that you were like as you started the game were. In a dream vision sequence, which is totally weird, visited by this jaguar who was like the jaguar of the Inca King from way back, way Oh my kind God. So,
1: like, from El Dorado, the movie. It's kind of like the
0: spirit quest <laughs> oh thing almost. You're exploring the Amazon, but then also going on this, this spirit vision quest that you were set up, set off on by this jaguar and you had that's, to like collect gifts for the Inca King. And that's phenomenal. So I kind of had, and then what I didn't, the part of that though, and how they, they integrated that in is that there was a slight time travel thing. So, like, you would go to these certain areas and like travel through this blue mist oh, and gosh. then you would come out and you would be at this settlement or this village. But like Henry Ford was there, like, you know, getting rubber from, and you know, everything for his. to, and you would talk to him about how he was using the rubber. to like, you know, for the tires and parts for his model T and all this other stuff. Oh, so, you gosh. know, all these different things. But I remember that one being a little bit more difficult because I felt like you had to do a little bit better resource management than Oregon trail. I don't remember, but the hardest of all of them was Africa trail. So this one was a little different in that you weren't ca- canoeing or down a river. You weren't on, you know, covered wagons going across the American Prairie. This one, you were on a bike. And you were bi- bis- bicycling. Bicycling? <laughs> Simple word, hard to bike pedaling perhaps? <laughs> yeah. uh, biking through Africa. This one, I remembered... Constant. I, I felt like I could never get anywhere in this game. I would maybe play, for, play it for like an hour, and then I like all of my my teammates. Would like somebody was like having a wreck and he was too hurt and needed to go home. This one fortunately didn't have any like. So dying. was the
1: premise that you were like on a race?
0: No, you're just on a cross country bike trek. Wow, to explore Africa, basically
1: fascinating.
0: And so, uh, but yeah, but I, I, that one like I was constantly getting flat tires, having to buying new new rubber, uh, new tires and uh, inner tubes, all this other stuff for it. Could never, I don't think I ever beat that one. And I probably started. Over 20 times, just like would get, but also again, young kid not fully understanding all the things that need to go into prepping yeah. for a cross country trek. You know what I'm saying? Of course. So, you know, but yeah, the trail games I had a lot of fun with.
1: That's really funny. So actually, I kind of want to briefly touch on the fact that I'm not sure if we actually learned anything that wound up being useful uh, from any of the Oregon Trail games. Cause think about it. The only things that I actually remember from the Oregon Trail are Getting a fly you know, breaking one of your tires yeah. on your wagon wheel, having to cross a river and your wagon, your, you know, your raft collapses yeah. and you like lose people or you lose supplies, yep. um, not being able to cross the final river in Oregon where you have to like go oh, down yeah, the yeah, rapids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. So that part hard. was so hard. so hard and hunting. Like hunting where it was would the best part. Well, hunting was the best part of the game, where it would like briefly go to that screen where like animals would just would run, run across. across the screen in straight lines, and it was just like. Um, but some
0: would be faster than others. Yeah,
1: like especially the ones off in the distance. Yeah, they'd be like the fastest. You
0: ones. had to really lead. And them. I so if that anything, it taught you how to lead.
1: Oh yeah, it taught you how to lead, and I remember like that's why you're probably Genji main now, right? <laughs> that's probably what it is. Absolutely,
0: that's I remember 99% that of like probably
1: about halfway through the game or so when it finally started getting difficult. I guess the landscape would tra- change to like. Like these pretty purple flowers mm-hmm. and grasslands, and you would finally encounter bears. Yep. And I was like, "Oh my god, things are getting serious." But I rarely even got to the bears because all of my people probably died of dysentery. starvation, dysentery, or drowning.
0: Yeah. So I don't. Why couldn't they stay know. in the wagon?
1: So my question is, I don't know what that game
0: actually taught me. If anything, I think in that one was to be more of the historical perspective of what life on the trail was supposed to be. I, I don't mean, know if that was necessarily going to teach you, like, here. I mean, you learned about. You learned about all these these cities along the way that you would stop in. I remember you if you passed landmarks like Chimney Rock. You know that uh, what's the. Now I can forget where it's oh, at. So you didn't learn anything. I mean, I learned about it. It's that rock that looks like just straight up chimney. <laughs> it's you the know? rock that looks like a chimney. Whatever you know. that is. You know the one. Well, the thing is too, though, they probably had a much greater impact on our young, impressionable minds back then. They where, probably did. You know, did. we were in that stuff every day. You know, when we weren't playing that, we were reading a book in school about it or something like that. So I'm sure that paired with a book. Did a lot.
1: It probably did, and I'm sure that our teachers at, probably tried to integrate that information somehow. Right, but man, in terms of just sheer actual learning, I think that the learning seer, the learning company's other major series, that probably did have. Actual impact on my and at least Bro Mogan's Brains is of course the Jumpstart series. Oh yeah. So the Jumpstart games I'm sure that we had the majority of them but I don't think we ones, had one or two of them. The ones that I remember the most were Jumpstart 3 which I believe took place on some sort of mountain and like the mountain was full of robots I think. Oh, really? It was like robot mountain yeah and you had to like traverse through the mountain I think you were trying to well, get to see. the top maybe and along the way you would encounter all of these different subject areas that you would have to clear, basically. I think one of them had to do with time travel. And, you know, you had to jump in, travel back in time, and I guess, like, meet historical figures or something like that. Mm -hmm. I don't actually remember learning anything, again. Uh, But there was also a section where you were, like, in a kitchen and you had to learn about cooking, I think. There was a section where you had to learn math, of course. I hated the math sections. And there would be sections on, like, reading and writing and typing and stuff like that. But Robot Mountain, which I'm not actually sure if that's what it's called, that's just what I call it. Jumpstart Third Grade Robot Mountain was vastly outclassed by its significantly better older brother and/or sister, Jumpstart Fourth Grade.
0: Okay, Haunted
1: Island.
0: Okay, I didn't play Haunted okay, Island. Okay, hang on. I, but I know I played Jumpstart Fourth Grade.
1: It. I might be. I might be getting the name because wrong. Because here's the thing,
0: Jumpstart. First grade. Oh, because they would have different ones at for each.
1: It is Haunted Island. I was right.
0: That was one of them. Yes. Yeah. Haunted Island. Jumpstart.
1: What was the one that was like? Oh, my God. I think Jumpstart Fourth Grade Haunted Island is now on archive.org. What? It didn't used to be. Oh, my God. I have to play it right
0: now. So, Because I remember playing one. Because what was the what was the character? I know they would sometimes change, but what was the like? Wasn't it a wiener dog? Oh,
1: hold up, hold up. So it says this version of the game, Haunted Island, was released in ninety six, but was retired from the line in year two thousand and replaced. With Jumpstart Adventures 4th Grade, Uh, Sapphire Falls.
0: Okay, so that's what I'm looking at here.
1: So whatever the hell Sapphire Falls is, that is the fake knockoff version. It is not the real Jumpstart 4th Grade. Do not be fooled, listeners and kind watchers and patrons. Jumpstart 4th Grade's only best and true version is Haunted Island. Dude, that game was so legit. So on Haunted Island, you were like a kid, and you had been transported to this haunted island. Okay. Maybe you had even been kidnapped. Ooh, I don't remember dangerous. how you got there, but I know that the whole point of the game is that you have a yearbook, and the yearbook is full of people that look like just monsters. Like, it's just full of monsters, like frog monsters, werewolves, vampires, Well, that mummy, doesn't seem very educational. All of that stuff, but what you actually find out is the monsters are kids. <gasps> oh my god, right? My god. Oh my god. I'm a kid playing a game a about kids. And what you find out is that a witch who lives on the island has been going around and kidnapping kids and turning them into monsters. That is oh, not the Jumpstart no! I remember playing. No, this version is way, 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 way better. Because
0: I think I didn't, I didn't probably play, I probably played Jumpstart when those versions that had already been retired from the line because my younger sisters had been playing them. Oh, maybe so. And so I either saw most my uh experience or uh, exposure m- thank you exposure to jumpstart was to- was purely from the ones If you had that played more of
1: jumpstart fourth grade your vocabulary skills would probably be vastly improved
0: <laughs> Oh, showboating over
1: here <laughs> showboating with jumpstart fourth grade haunted island <laughs> so the the real keys of jumpstart fourth grade heart haunted island were the atmosphere how many other educational games do you know of that are Dark and creepy, and they take Operation place on Neptune, a haunted right. island. Well, Operation Neptune, maybe because
0: at the end you start running into these like mutated fish. Ooh, and gosh,
1: stuff. I bet that is probably pretty yeah. creepy
0: and cool. It was cool,
1: but yeah. So, Haunted Island was really kind of like a point-and-click adventure because okay. you know you weren't freely moving around the environment; you would have to click on sections to go to them. But it wasn't like two D. It was kind of like a more semi-realistic three D environment, and the goal of the game was to travel to all of the different subject areas. Botany. I think there was one. There was one where you had to like grow plants through logic puzzles. There was history, which took place in tombs, like Egyptian tombs. And it was actually kind of set up like a uh, Mahjong game where you had to match tiles of like historical things that had happened. So basically what it would do is it would give you like an image. And like one of the tiles would be Martin Luther King, for example. And then one of the other tiles would be. Text, So not an image, but text of something related to Martin Luther King. And you would have to match those two to be able to get the tiles. That was actually a really cool version of a learning game yeah, that sweet. I now recognize was Mahjong. But at the time, I didn't know that. I was just like, yeah, JFK, this stuff's fun. <laughs> history, <laughs> history, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I liked history because I hated the vampire math maze. That sounds stupid. Dude, fun. that part sucked. So you were like a Dracula right and you Mm -hmm. were having to go around this maze and like basically get numbers it was kind of set up like pac-man actually so like the maze was top down and you had to navigate your vampire around to solve the equation on the top of your screen yeah so it'd be like a blank plus blank equals blank and certain parts of it would actually be like empty or filled in and using what you had you had to fill in the rest of the equation but you had to do all of this while dodging Ghosts. ghosts. Blatant Pac-Man rip-off, I realize now as an adult, but at the time I was just like, fucking hate man. fucking hate the vampire. goddamn <laughs> hate this game. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like this game at all. There was actually a section where you were like a troll, I guess. I actually think you were technically just a hunchback but kind of a monster too and you like lived in a bell tower mm. and it was the music portion where you oh, like okay. had a piano and you would learn how to play music, but only with one finger of course because no, it wasn't obviously. like super in-depth. I'm uh, playing
0: for on that thing.
1: Uh, no. The other good ones were chemistry where you were trying to turn a frog prince back into a prince. Okay. He never did get back to all prince, uh-huh. but you could like make his whole head human again and he'd be like, thank
0: you. So I was, At least I'm now even more of a frequent Close
1: nature. enough. <laughs> and the game was amazing. And if you completed enough of the subject areas, the whole goal was that you were trying to complete these uh, subjects to be able to get items of the kids in the yearbook. So, for example, let's say that I've got somebody in my yearbook who is a jock. I might collect a football. Maybe I collect a pair of cleats. I might collect a baseball bat. And if you collected, I believe it was four items of any one kid, you restored that kid. So as the more of their items that you collected, they would go back to being humans.
0: Fairly morbid.
1: It's very It's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty morbid. But I think like one of them was like a musician, so you had to collect like sheet music, a clarinet, maybe a trombone or something. It was actually a really in-depth game. Yeah, that had a lot of levels of engagement to it that I really. I mean, I loved that crap when I was a kid. Ask Bro. Mogan about it sometime. Kay. He will rave to you about Jumpstart Fourth Grade, Haunted well, um, Island.
0: Yeah, I Not the Sapphire Falls bullshit. And I don't. I don't even remember that one. I just remember this one. You were like, I think Frankie was his name. It was a dog. It was like the main character uh, and you would go on and like and you just like we're, we're in the school and you would just complete various activities so at school like there was this one that was like for lunch games you had to like match and like create all the order all the uh, like food orders and everything that need to go out you know obviously math skills and stuff there but when you were talking about that one the game which I know we're kind of starting to get close to our time so I want to rush through all these but the one that I remembered and I played I didn't play it at home and I didn't play it at friends I played it at the library actually because that was where they had it—the Magic School Bus video g- computer games.
1: Oh my God, you're right!
0: Uh, I specifically forgot they the one had that was game. like dinosaurs. That was on the dinosaurs.
1: Oh man, I don't know if I had the dinosaur one, but I I think I can remember playing at least a Magic School Bus yeah. game.
0: There were, I mean, they were oh all on several different things, but yeah, I that remember the one such about the dinosaurs.
1: Good multi-level marketing integration. I know, right? Magic School Bus educational show. Magic Speaking School of, Bus. When is that coming back to Netflix? Right. Get on Like, it I kind of want to watch it just
0: out of curiosity to see oh, how man. it's going to be.
1: Yeah, that sounds
0: super cool. But yeah, I remember that one specifically. There's this one level I remember you were like a little raptor or something, and you were like, you know, as again, a, 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 I remember those, and I liked those a lot, especially because I remember they had the informational bits, because obviously you would go to the different eras, Jurassic, oh.
1: you know, all,
0: all the other. Cretaceous. Eras. Yes. Yeah, you
1: don't even know the eras you.
0: Math and science, worst you ones. You poser. <laughs> worst subjects for me.
1: What, did you have any good subjects, Jared? Oh, history. History, yeah. For for sure. I'm sure that was your favorite uh, one.
0: Which I know technically, I guess, dinosaurs is history, but not cool <laughs> history. Not
1: cool history. <laughs> uh,
0: but anyway, so I remember that when you were like this raptor who would run around and you had to like dodge other dinosaurs and you were like jumping all over. the. It was like a, a, a one that was... Uh, I don't. Know. It was basically a platformer, but you, were, you know, oh, okay. had all these diff- hard difficulties. You were like dodging things. Then I think even at one point, in which one other period, you were even dod- dodging like asteroids. Oh <laughs> and, uh,
1: no, that's terrible. Stuff like that, but that's uh, horrible. But yeah,
0: shout out to the shout out to the Magic School Bus series. And then the other one that has to be like uh, anybody, surely everybody has played this game or this. It wasn't even necessarily a game, but this uh, sop- this program that had games in it. Were influential on in everyone who knows how to type. Mavis Beacon. Did you not use Wait, Mavis the what Beacon? Now? Mavis Beacon? Yeah, Mavis Beacon teaches
1: typing. I'm, I'm not, no oh, oh I will look this up. I'm not sure I've ever Again, heard of this before. D-
0: several different versions of this, you know, because they would have to update it as the newest, latest, and greatest in typing came out. But they teaches typing. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Oh they de- they made her a cartoon now? Oh oh god. Oh wait, so
1: is that the real one? That's the real yeah, Mavis Beacon. Yeah. That's the real Mavis Beacon. Mavis Beacon. She looks like a nice lady. Yeah, she was very so nice. So it's
0: a real lady. Yeah. What the f- Heckin. and i understand now this one too like adults could use this all right i'm going to turn this my volume
1: down but i'm going to watch a video of okay. this real quick you
0: keep talking but so there i remember in this one there's specifically one game that was somewhat similar, similar to how math blaster would work where it was basically you were a spaceship
1: you're right i did play this. okay i knew i, you ju- had I just have. needed to see the view of it i just i just wasn't able to see it oh my god i remember and the you would have these games ski. that were
0: like so the one i remembered though you were a spaceship And asteroids were like coming at you And you had to type the word uh, That was on the asteroids coming at you And your spaceship would shoot it and blow it up and all that stuff That's cool But obviously like multiple asteroids start coming at Santana So you're going like, Apple, Zoo,
1: uh, Forest (laughs) they super, that's so stressful Zimbabwe It's like, oh my god
0: (laughs) You know, and all this stuff And then obviously, yeah And then Obviously the other ones that were straight up just speed drills and how fast you could type without making any mistakes. Oh my gosh, that's so
1: cool. Uh, I don't know if that game series helped me at all because I don't know if you know this, I didn't teach myself to type the real way until about a year ago. Really? True story. So how did you do it before? I don't know if you've ever seen me type before. I Uh, I wish you had your laptop here so that you could see me do it. I would only type with two fingers and this one for the shift key when I needed it and I would just go like this.
0: And how fast could you be? Fast. Really?
1: I was fast. That's why it was never a problem, because I could just type with my two fingers. I did have to look at the keyboard, uh-huh. so it's not like I could look at the screen. I had to look and at the keyboard know. to keep my pace. But I like I never had typos, and I was fast. But I think it was when I like got into the real adult workplace. So
0: you're telling me you played Mavis Beacon last year?
1: No, no. So actually, this is a, this is kind of a fun, modern take on educational games, I guess, is the way I taught myself to type the real way after like some co-workers pointed out, you type funny. And I was like, how about you mind your own goddamn business? Oh, shut the fuck up. You shut the fuck up. No, so I finally taught myself to type the real way by using ratatype.com. Never use that. Which Never is just that. like, A, it's not fun for starters, so, so I probably Mavis need Beacon. Mavis Beacon. It wasn't like super fun, but it did actually help me learn to actually sit and type the real way. So I just very recently learned to type like a normal person. Fun fact.
0: <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. Also fun fact about Mavis Beacon. In the song, uh, in the hit song "Redbone" from Childish Gambino, when for the first few times I heard that song, and I just like heard little blips of it when the sto- when the chorus would start, you know, "Stay woke," and then it would go into that. I swear to God, he was saying Mavis Beacon. I now
1: you should ask him. No,
0: that's not what he's saying, and I can't say what he's actually saying. Oh, okay, and, but still. <laughs> In the in the clean versions that us white folk can say, it said they be creeping. It sounded like oh. Mavis Beacon, and then moving. Oh. On. And then, so oh, I know that I knew okay. in my head that it was not the so real way actually, of how that song went. But pitch, I but I started saying it that way, and it would oh like mess god, Sam up so and all this other stuff. Was,
1: you should pitch your version thing. to uh, Kids Bop. Oh my god! You should, I should so that they can like tie like in make Mavis it all around,
0: all about yeah.
1: You should do that.
0: What would it be? Instead yeah, we're like instead now stay kids woke, or whatever. What would it be? Instead of stay woke, Mavis Beacon, although that still works. Mavis St- Beacon's got to stay, stay She's
1: got to stay woke. She's got to stay woke
0: so she knows how to deliver the best <laughs> that typing is so funny. that she can. But yeah. I have to think about that. I'll have to think about that. But man, as we, this one of those things with like all these these topics where we do like lists of these older, more nostalgic things. I always like just a, a million more keep coming into my so head. So
1: one, I know we don't have a lot of time to talk about. I'm gonna wrap it up real quick. Treasure Mountain. Oh, my God.
0: I don't think I played that one. Treasure
1: Mountain was a fantastic game where you played a super seeker, like a nameless, faceless dude that just had a net. And you were trying to get a bunch of treasures back from the Master of Mischief. And the Master of Mischief was at the top of a mountain, Treasure Mountain. And in order to scale up the mountain, you had to go around and capture elves in a butterfly net the elves would then give you riddles, which were like questions about the world or something or something. Yeah. Math, of course. And if you answered the questions correctly, they would give you clues about where to find the key to get up the next part of the mountain. Best game, except for Jumpstart Fourth Grade Haunted Island, best <laughs> educational game ever. Me and my sister, oh, our sister and I, we would play Treasure Mountain to death. So much so. That on our jungle gym, or excuse me, our playground, literally in the backyard of our house, like when we were little, little kids, we would play a game where we would run up our slide shouting Treasure Mountain and just actively trying to push each other off. (laughs) So no, it didn't actually have any educational impact on our lives, but boy, did we get bumps and bruises trying to play Treasure Mountain on the playground out back. Uh, And of course, the safe, fun version of the game back inside on our computer.
0: Nice. Treasure Mountain, there 10
1: out of 10, would recommend.
0: So another quick honorable mention, not an educational game, but it came up in my mind since my buddy who had Math Blaster growing up also had this game. Did you ever play the great game inspired, although albeit a non-violent version of Doom made by Chex Serial called Chex Quest? No! <laughs> well, what? there you have it. Chex it's Quest? It's basically old-style Doom. But you're this guy, Chex, uh, the Chex guy. The Chex um, guy. Let's see. Who's in, like, his armor is a piece of oh Chex my God. cereal. He
1: looks like he's wearing a giant waffle. That's hilarious. And he basically
0: fights aliens. But it, like, has Fantastic. the same look, feel, and everything of, of ultimate doom. Mention. But But uh, <laughs> it's Chex.
1: So my honorable mention will be Treasure Mountain, and yours is Chex Quest. Chex
0: Quest. Chex Quest. Chex Quest. Well, that is uh, that about does it for our time that we have on this topic, but obviously we could go on and on about these different educational games that we have played, and we would like to hear the ones that you played. If Did you play some of these games that we talked about? Oregon Trail, Amazon Trail, Africa Trail, Jumpstart, Fourth Grade, Harlan Island, San Diego. Carmen San Diego. Everybody we didn't even really that. even touch on Carmen San Diego. I know. We didn't get to talk enough about We talk a lot about Carmen San Diego. <gasps>
1: Carmen. San
0: Diego. I don't even remember the theme song now.
1: Where the That's not right. but,
0: uh, you're just making crap up. I am making crap I'm trying to make it stick. It's like Mavis Beacon. But, Mavis uh, Beacon. Uh, but anyway, so let us know by writing into an email, teamchatpodcast at gmail.com, or writing a post on our Facebook, Twitter, applying in the YouTube comments below, commenting on our Instagram, all that stuff. To let us know some of these old classic educational games that you played, or maybe even more modern versions of them, such as, shout out to... Assassin's Creed Discovery Tour in Assassin's Creed Origins. Yes,
1: I wish we had had more time to touch on I that, wish I had actually yeah. like kind of played that, yeah.
0: but I had to uninstall it <laughs> to make room for Far Cry 5. 5 and that's the saddest thing War. I've
1: ever heard. I know, I need
0: to upgrade my hard drive in that. my <laughs> That's be hilarious. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. But before we go, we do have our soundtrack spotlight for this week. I'll be providing the track. It is one that we've talked about before. I don't think we've used it in any of the other uh, contests or any of it. And if we did... Who cares? Who cares? We do what we want. The past is the past. past is the past. What's Rafiki say about the past? Wanky? Man. I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's Did in the I, past. Okay, okay, sure. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's in the past. So, the game that I want to talk about, the soundtrack that I want to talk about is one of ours from, the, from Prey. Bethesda Ar- and Arcane Studios. Prey, composed by Mick Gordon, specifically... The title track, everything is going to be okay.
1: I loved that track. Oh my God. I mean, we probably talked about this when we did our,
0: when we did, when we talked about the review of the so
1: super jazzy. Yeah.
0: Because obviously, Doom, uh, not Doom, Prey, uh, same composer. That's how I got mixed up in my head. Um, but uh, you know, it, if you play the uh, Prey and all that, you know it's this very. Uh, there are these the mimics and all this stuff that are taking over the space station. It's very dark, very scary, very uh, you know survival horror esque. Well, when the main credits of this are play of the game start, when you're playing, you're in this helicopter flying around in San Francisco, I believe.
1: Yeah, some sort and, of. You're New like seeing, yeah,
0: and you're flying in this helicopter, <coughs> and this song starts off. It's very techno, very uh, synth-heavy. It's very, but very like, very pop
1: and poppy. very, yeah.
0: Yeah, it, and everything it fits. When it started, I was like, okay, what's this now? And because it didn't seem to fit with at all what the what preconceived in my head what I thought the music of Prey would sound like. So for that reason, it's an excellent track. Everything is Going to Be Okay by Mick Gordon from Prey. But... Sadly, as long as much as I wish we could continue talking about educational games for another hour or so, we have to bring this episode to a close. So, until next time, I'm one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan. Jumpstart Fourth Grade Haunted Island. The best game ever, apparently. Best game ever. We'll see you all next time.